This is CliffCentral.com. Hello there. Welcome to Opinion Booth with myself, Sonia Booth. And uh, that song was ever so appropriate for today. Raising Matrix is the topic or the title. And uh, that was Shaheem. Fabulous. And if you listened um, to the lyrics or if you've ever heard of the song before or you're familiar with Shaheem's um, music, the lyrics are always very um, motivating, always very encouraging and um uh, my guest today, Kitumezi Kensani Pule, a 17-year-old blogger of dinner table conversations, a platform to engage and connect people across age, gender, sexuality, and race on topical issues by sharing their diverse perspectives. Welcome to Opinion Booth. Thank you for having me. How does it feel to be in studio today? <laughs> um, it's exciting. It's a bit nerve wracking, but it's it's exciting nonetheless. Why nerve wracking? This is my first podcast or like my first like interview, so yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, I'm I'm not scary. I can I can promise you, you can uh, you can rest assured yeah. that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask any difficult questions. Remember, we're just having conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, take it as you and I are just uh, having a girl girl to girl. Conversation about all sorts of things. Okay. So, as a blogger, I mean, what, what what made you start blogging in the first place? Um, well, I've I've always been quite a vocal person. Um, so the blog was created simply as an extension of my personality. Um, and I was tired of like complaining about things and not actually like doing anything about it. So with the blog, I was just trying to let people in on what I think about certain things and also allow them to interact with me in that way. Okay. The next quote that I'm going to read, we teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you would threaten the men. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now, marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support, but why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in what boys are. That was Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie from her book, We Should All Be Feminists. To me, your first blog mm-hmm. was What Happened to Ubuntu. I mm-hmm. find this refreshing considering your age. What made you write this and what feedback did you get from your peers? Thank you. Um, the first post was inspired mainly by what I saw happening, um, at my school, which was too many girls not really taking the time to, um, 
greet or interact with the ground staff and the cleaning staff. Um, and that really frustrated me um, because I feel that that simply goes back to the principle of Ubuntu. Um, and I mean, growing up, I've always been taught to respect the people around you and like more especially um, respect your elders. Um, so that really frustrated me to see people just walking past um, other members of staff and not greeting them. Um, so I decided to channel this frustration um, onto my blog. Um, yeah, I think... It, to this day, it's, it's one of my most popular posts. Um, I received great feedback. Um, I got people to grapple with what I put before them. And yeah, it was, it was really fantastic. I got a really fantastic response. Okay. And then your next one was, where's the honor, Mr. President? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote, the country is only as strong as those who lead it. South Africa is in desperate need of ethical leadership. Mm-hmm. Please share your sentiments or should I say frustrations? Yeah, frustrations. Um, so I believe that the current state of our country is reflective of um, our leadership at the moment. Um, I think that there are so many things going wrong with our country at the moment from the situation on university campuses with the FISMAS4 movement um, to the high rates of unemployment and just the fact that so many people are still trapped in generational poverty and um, people barely get to eat three meals a day. Um, and I think this is all reflective of um, the leaders that we have. And for me, it seems that I think that they... Um, more consumed with with greed and self-indulgence um, than looking out for their people. And I think that there's like a general um, state of indifference of the state towards the people. So that's what I meant by that person. I, I still believe that to this day. Okay. Mm. Then, then you went on to write blinding privilege. Mm-hmm. Please <laughs> elaborate and give examples of what you deem blinding privilege. Okay, so um, blinding privilege for me is when you have excessive privilege um, and when you're blinded to it. So you have so much privilege that you end up um, not realizing or acknowledging that you have that privilege. So a recent example was um, we went to Matt's camp recently um, and one of the teachers, because we were doing um, a finance example, um, and one of the teachers mentioned that she didn't understand how um, people could survive off of um, 25,000 rands a month. And for me, that was like a very clear, overwhelming example of blinding privilege because I was like, there's so many people who live below the poverty line. There's so many people who don't know what 25,000 rands is. So for me, that was, that was very hectic. It, it was a very hectic statement to make. Um, but yeah, I, I think like when you have blinding privilege, you start making like petty comments about the smallest of things. So I know we all love data and, and Wi-Fi. I do as well. Um, but when you start comparing that to, um, like not having food and, and water and like the necessities, then I think that's like a very clear example that you have blinding privilege because you're comparing things that we can actually survive without to things that we need. Yeah, I mean, you've got a very good point there because, I mm. mean, your average salary is is way below 25000 Exactly. So, I mean, if someone yeah. is getting 25000 as an allowance, it's, it, yeah. oh, wow, that, that's a great life. Yeah, no, that was very hectic. I literally just, like, turned to my friend and I was like, did I just hear that correctly? Because I, I really couldn't believe what, what what I was hearing. But, yeah. That is unreal. Blinding privilege. <laughs> and and these are the kind of conversations that you have with your peers, right? Because, mm. I mean, you, you, you fall under uh, what you, you are a sentence 
centennial, mm-hmm. if I can call it that. So, I mean, it's, it's, in, it's interesting that, uh, you have these conversations with your peers at, at school. Cause I mean, you mm-hmm. had a, a very, a very good school. I mean, I'm, I won't yeah. mention the name, but you had a, one of yeah. the most prestigious, uh, schools in, in the country, probably in the, in the top, uh, top five in, yeah. in the country. And I mean, that in itself, I mean, would you consider that a, a, a privilege? Um, definitely. Well, I don't think, um, education is or should be a privilege. Yeah. Um, but I think like I'm fortunate enough personally to go to such an affluent school and have, um, um, access to like resources and many things that most people don't have at their schools. But that, that is a privilege. Like the, the things that we have at my school are, you know, privileges that not many other people get to have. You have an opinion mm-hmm. on what is slowing South Africa down. Yeah. Based on your blog. Yeah. Please share. Um, well, quite frankly, I just think that the, the country, um, is governed more by, by money and, and greed and corruption, um, as opposed to wanting to better the country and like, um, have effective growth, um, for, for the collective. Um, so I think those are some of the things that are holding us back. Like I'm, I'm very vocal about, um, corruption and I'm an advocate for, for anything that stands against corruption because I think that's one of the most, um, that's one of the biggest factors that are slowing us down. Um, I think that our country has so much potential. I don't think many people realize it, but I think we have so much potential to be one of the, the leading superpowers in the world. But it's, it's such things like corruption that are like effectively hindering our, our progress and growth and holding us back. You're a member of the Environmental Awareness Club at your school mm-hmm. and also part of the committee that heads it. You wrote, it takes all of us to make this work. What is your message to your peers and elders? Okay, so um, with that post, um, I I wrote that post because I was tired of people not really wanting to make the efforts um, to stop littering or to recycle or do like all of the things um, that the environment needs at this point. Um, and I think usually. Um, when when people talk about um littering or recycling or all these things that have to do with the environment they don't realize that we're not just doing it for us we're doing it for um generations to come so um with me it's very um it's very irritating when we're always having to talk about the same things like climate change and doing the basic things because i don't get why um not like people can't just come together and we can all make these efforts um to improve the space that we're in because it is deteriorating at this point. It's actually really bad. Mm, I hear you. Yeah. The, a song that I want to play for you is by Katy Perry. You know Raw, right? Yeah. You, you know the lyrics, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll carry on with the conversation afterwards. Thank you. Katy Perry. Yeah. Raw. What does that song mean for you? Um, it's actually like it used to be one of my favorite songs. Um, but I think for me, the main message of, of the song is not to allow people to tell you which can or which can't do. Um, and I guess with, with girls particularly, what I see, um, 
most times is that people always want to um, tell girls what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Um, and I think a lot of people are always um, submissive to society because that's what it tells us to do. But I guess with the song, it's just challenging that um, and telling people that, no, actually, you can roar and, <laughs> you know, do what you want to do and say what you want to do and, you know, stand for the things that you believe in. I love that. Yeah. Your next blog you posted, are we okay with mediocrity? Mm-hmm. I was absolutely dumbfounded. This, this was your post. Yeah. I was absolutely dumbfounded when I heard that the mathematics pass rate has been dropped to 20%. How can a 20% average cultivate future engineers, doctors, architects, etc.? For me, the main message conveyed is that the South African government is okay with mediocrity. Mm-hmm. If the decision was yours to make, Kitumezi, mm-hmm. what percentage pass rate would you set? Okay, this this might seem a bit hectic um, for a lot of people, um, but I guess for me it would have to be like sixty five percent, just as the pass rate. Okay, because um, it's 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 not. Too high, I guess. Well, I, I don't think for me that's too high. Okay. Um, but it's not, it's not 50 as well. So it's not a, you just made it, um, past rate. It's, yeah. So 65, I would say. Okay. And, and you think that, 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 that will, you know, be sufficient enough to hold your own in university, especially when you, when you're studying for all these, um, um, what do you call it? Um, degrees, for example, that have to do, um, mm-hmm. with what, where mathematics is actually the core, like your, mm-hmm. your, your architecture, your engineering, you think 65% would be sufficient? Um, well, it would be much better than 20%. Absolutely. Like 33%. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the starting point. Um, I wouldn't want to make it too, too hectic because we, we need to work towards, um, making it like better. So I guess, I guess in, in the case of like engineers and like all those mathematical, um, degrees, then I don't know, maybe, maybe 70, maybe higher. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think 65 would be like a great starting point. Okay. Good enough. Good yeah. enough. On your article titled, My Thoughts on the School System, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you dislike the school system and that you often feel that the school system parallels a Dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I couldn't help but laugh um, when I when I read that. Mm-hmm. And I know the opinion booth listeners are intrigued and are curious to hear more on that. So please, yeah. Jay. Um, can I just hear something before I answer that question? Go I for think, it. Go for it. I think at first glance, it may seem that like I'm against um, education. Okay. Which I'm not. I I love learning. Um, I love acquiring new knowledge and I love education. I just I just don't like how it's carried out. Um. So I, I guess like, um, uh, an example that I could make is that there's so much emphasis on, on marks, um, and on symbols instead of, um, the learning, um, the learning part of it. Um, cause I know in, in class when we get an assessment, the, the very first question that people ask is, is it for marks? And whether or not, um, it's for marks, um, Will reflect how much effort people put into that particular assessment. So in that way, I feel like, um, the learning objective of particular assessments, um, has completely been overshadowed because there's so much emphasis on, on the mark that you get, um, which is understandable because I know we're all trying to get to university. Um, but I think by 
placing so much emphasis on um on marks i see how how anxious it makes people in the end and people are like breaking down because you're not getting to where you need to go um and with with um regards to uh paralleling it to a dictatorship i think that's a bit excessive <laughs> i'll admit that was a bit excessive but that's just because um i guess there's like there's a model answer right and there's um there's answers on the memo if your particular answer um doesn't reflect any of those ideas on the memo then it's disregarded completely which one for me it is one of the most um irritating things because we all have ideas um and i don't i don't think it's fair to say that a particular idea is um more important than another it's just a diverse um way of looking at it so i guess for me that's why i, I really don't like the school system but i love education <laughs> So do you often feel misunderstood or you feel that um, a society or a community, do you feel that the, the school structure that you find yourself in, do, do you feel misunderstood in a way that, you know, to, to, to get into a position where you can freely express yourself or like you said, if you, if you um, given an assignment or a task mm-hmm. or you have a test uh, before you or an exam uh, before you, you expected to, to answer or give an explanation onto a question in a particular manner, which is mm. why you mentioned uh, dictatorship. So, yeah. do, do, do do you feel you've got enough room to self-express? Um, I, I guess it's dependent on on the particular subject. So, I know with with English, it's one of my best subjects because that's when we have um, our creative writings, and um, I think it's it's a, a, a bigger platform to be able to like express yourself freely without without the limits um but i guess with with other subjects not so much i think you are limited to answer questions in a particular way because that's what the memo says and you can't really um you can't can't be yourself and you can't really say the things that you want to so i guess in a way it is restrictive which is one of the things i don't like about it i don't like being confined in a box so for me it's a challenge but i guess if um people are comfortable with um having a, like a, a fixed structure then that works for them but for me not so much have you ever come across um, a, a, an occasion or situation at school whether it was you or from a classmate whereby an essay had to be written and it was deemed to be controversial by the teacher headmistress or whoever um not particularly um but I, I think, I think a teacher's not gonna outright say that, ooh, that's so controversial. Maybe don't write about that. But, um, telling you to maybe change the structure or like giving you pointers of how to do it. I guess that is a form of saying, yeah, this is not really acceptable. So maybe just change the direction a bit. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. And then regarding Sona 17, you wrote, <laughs> I am absolutely proudly South African, but I have never felt more embarrassed to be a citizen of this country as I watched the State of the Nation address unfold on 9 February 2017. Mm-hmm. Personally, I find the Sona to be entertaining. Um, what embarrassed you in particular? I mean, I think it's entertaining as well, but only to a certain extent. Um, I think because I am interested in politics and that's something I, I want to do in the future and because um, that kind of space is, is the space I aspire to be in in the future, it, it's embarrassing for me because I don't look, um, I don't think that the leaders we appoint 
um, and hold in such high regard or high esteem should conduct themselves in, in that kind of way. Um, especially with this year's State of the Nation address, when it even escalates to like physical fighting, which for me, I think is like the highest form of like degradation. Cause how can you like touch someone else, you know, especially on national television? Um, and I think like to a certain extent, it's also disrespectful to the people watching it because that's when we're meant to know what's happening with the country, um, which direction we're headed in. But instead, like it, it turns into this, this different thing where people are like physically fighting, you know? So for me, it, it can be entertaining, but only to a certain extent. So yeah, that's, that's why it was quite embarrassing to watch. I found it interesting that a 17 year old watches the entire Sona. Yeah. Because your typical 17 year old is on Twitter. Uh, she's on um, Instagram looking at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a blogging mm-hmm. site, whatever you. So, I mean, you, 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 you are not your typical 17 year old, which, which, which is very refreshing. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now will, will actually find it hard to believe that you're a 17 year old. Are, are your peers having the same, you know, are, are they as, um, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Not only forward thinking, but I mean, are they as serious as you? Cause I find you to be a bit on the serious side. I, I find you <laughs> to have a lot of, a lot of wisdom. Do, yeah. do, do, do you get where I'm going yeah. with this? Uh, well, thank you. Firstly, um, uh, my friends do think the same way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm a teenager as well. I love my Instagram. I love social media. Um, but I think that like we all have a part to play in where the country is and in where it's going, you know, um, the, the teenagers are just, I think we should all make efforts and be just as invested in what's happening. Um, so I often have these conversations with my friend. Um, I think the blog is a testament to the fact that, um, Teenagers grapple with these issues and that we take the time to talk about it. Um, and I think especially for me, because I'm particularly interested in politics, um, I would want to talk about these things because it's a huge, it's a huge part of, um, South Africa and South Africans and where we are at the moment. Okay. Yeah. On Young Dreamers, you wrote, generally speaking, I don't think young people are taken seriously enough. Mm. Why is that you think? Um, I think it's, it links back to what I just said about, um, teenagers also being able to like, um, invest and like, um, make proactive, um, efforts to like, um, engage with what's happening around us. But with, with that particular blog post, um, I think that most people think that young people are inexperienced and in that manner, um, in that regard, we don't have anything to bring to the table. Um, which for me is not particularly true. I think that, um, at this age, particularly, um, we're the most creative, the most like innovative and imaginative, you know, and we have like different perspectives to bring to the table. Um, but I think that often people are so quick to dismiss young people because there's, um, the supposed, um, I guess, um, misconception that we're inexperienced and we don't have anything, anything to offer. Um, but with that post, especially I was writing from personal experience because, um, I think I've experienced quite a few setbacks, um, simply because of the fact that I'm young, um, and I'm a young female, I'm a young black female, which just makes it like a bit more, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to start this business venture. Um, and I was trying to find a manufacturer. I, the business, like I'd laid it out properly. The plan was, was set. Um, and as soon as I needed to, um, proceed with, with the business plan, um, 
the the manufacturer wanted to to meet up um to discuss the particular plan um but then i couldn't because it was during school hours and i i made it clear that um academics take preference but that was the first time i'd let him know that actually i'm in matric uh, and matric is very hectic for me right now um and then he just stopped all communication after that and i think it's because um i told him that I, i'm in matric so i think that young people aren't really um given a platform or a chance to um to bring something to the table and contribute to yeah, society, and, con- and we can. I, I think that we're very capable of bringing like diverse perspectives. Absolutely, mm. and, and young, fresh, fresh minds, yeah. fresh blood. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Your "Where Is the Love" post mm-hmm. states that you consider yourself an advocate for progress and growth. Mm-hmm. What triggered that post? Um, I guess it was just like the overwhelming, like. Sadness that I felt at, at the things happening around me. Um, and I think particularly the, the, the staggering increase in racist incidents in schools throughout South Africa, because there's been quite a few of those. Um, and that was me just not understanding how we're still having to deal with, with the same things that we had to deal with, um, a few years back into our history. Um, so yeah, that was just me feeling this overwhelming sadness and, and knowing that we can be so much better. And if we approach things with love, firstly, if love is at the forefront of, um, of our thinking, then we wouldn't have to deal with as many of the issues as we're dealing with. But yeah, that, that was the, the inspiration of the post. Okay. On what's so funny? <laughs> you comment <Yeah>. Laughter <laughs> is known to be the best medicine But at what point are we going to take our country seriously? It's understandable mm-hmm. that laughing off our issues Is the best way to stay positive But I don't think too many people realize That our political and economic climate Won't be funny for too long mm-hmm. Talk to me about that Um you know, I think we can appreciate the, the sense of humor that South Africans have. I think it's very unique to us. Um, and it's, it's really lovely, but I think that too often we, we laugh too many things off, you know? Um, and some of the things are funny, but, um, I don't think that it's going to be funny for, for too long when we see how, how, um, drastically things, um, deteriorate. Um, I think a lot of the things that are happening, we just tend to laugh at them. Um, for example, when, when our president, um, takes the stand and like starts laughing at our own issues, um, we laugh it off as well, but it, it's not really funny. And if we want to see South Africa progress and continue to grow or take a new direction in, in our growth, if we want to see ourselves as, as one of the leading superpowers, um, then I think we do need to start, um, to stop laughing at these issues and like proactively engage with them, um, to find better solutions. What is black excellence and what does it mean to you? Cause I know, cause I know it's your favorite topic. It is. <laughs> um, so black excellence for me is, um, when black people find a way to rise, um, above their circumstances, um, and overcome a system that has been set up to make achieving excellence difficult at every turn for black people, I think. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's about breaking barriers and excelling beyond, um, society's mediocre expectations of black people, ensuring that we too are capable of achieving excellence. Um, so ultimately, I guess it's just being faced with a thousand, um, challenges and finding a way to rise above all those, 
those challenges. Um, and I absolutely love it on, on my blog and on Instagram. I, um, I recently started an interview series, um, where I ask as many people as I can about black excellence and what it means to them. And I pose different questions, the same questions to everyone. Um, just to show as well that we can have one, one topic, but there's so many different perspectives of it. Um, and I mean, who's to say that your version of black excellence is, is wrong compared to my version of black excellence? So it's something that I do like to celebrate and I think um it's 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 growing very well. I'm I'm really happy with the progress it's making. Okay. What is your opinion on Zuleka Patel, uh, Patel? I think she's inspirational. Um given that she's also like quite like a few years younger than me, I think it's it's quite brave um to call out authority and it's not one of the easiest things to do. Um so the fact that she's been able to stand up to these ridiculous rules at her school, um, I think that that speaks to the fact that young people have something to contribute um, and that, you know, we, we don't have to be ignored because we also have um, something to bring to the table. So I think she's she's quite great. She's phenomenal. OK, your opinion on advocate Tulima Tansela? She's literally one of like my favorite people. She's, she's a role model. Um, yeah, I, I just love her so much. She, I think in her, her former role as the public protector, I think she carried that out superbly. Um, and because of that, I also wanted, um, to be the public protector at once because I was like, that's going to be me as well. Um, but I think she, she also, she's, um, She's the epitome of black excellence. Um, I think she's one of the strongest examples of that in our country. Um, and yeah, she, I just look up to her for so many things. I think she's also quite amazing. She is indeed. Yeah. And your opinion on Malala Yousafzai? Um, yeah, as, as I said earlier, I think it's, it's very, it's, it, it takes a lot of bravery and courage, um, to call out society's wrongdoings, um, and to stand against what everyone else is saying and to call out authority as well. So the fact that she was able to do all of that and be recognized with the Nobel Peace Prize as well just speaks to the fact that she's done some incredible, incredible work, um, and that she's also a shining example to, to the youth, not just the youth though, to, to everyone, um, that if you don't really like what you're seeing, you don't have to sit back and complain or laugh it off, um, that you can actually just make some efforts to change the narrative. And I mean, to think that she actually put her life at risk. I mean, yeah. she was shot on the head. Exactly. Yeah. Because she, she was simply putting her opinion out there or as mm. an, as an activist saying that, um, a girl child also needed, um, education, mm. access to education as much as uh, a boy child needed that. How did that make you feel? And, and, and do people like, uh, Malala, uh, put pressure on, on your peers, uh, to say, <laughs> listen, what do you stand for? That does it put mm. pressure on you to, to, to be able to, um, have something that you can, something that you're passionate about or a conversation mm-hmm. that you want to put across to say, Hey, stand up and uh, mm-hmm. take action and do something about it instead of just complaining on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Do something about it. Um, I don't necessarily think it puts pressure. Um, but I do think it like motivates and encourages people to also, um, be vocal about things that they're passionate about. Um, I know that 
there's a friend of mine who started her own um, initiative recently, and that's basically it's it's called Kids of Biko, um, and it's to get people to be more conscious um, about Black history and um, things that we've experienced and like what's happening in in the modern day. Um, so that that really, I think that's an example that you don't necessarily have to be pressurized into do some, um, doing something. You can just um, be motivated to also like make a positive difference in your own in your own minute way. Um, but yeah, I think I think most of my friends and most of my peers are they do take the time to engage with what's happening around us, um, and we look up to people like Malala because she really is like so brave and so courageous. Um, and I think it's when certain people come to light that we're also motivated to do the same, knowing that it's not just for her, it's for, for everyone essentially. Absolutely. Hmm. So I know you're very clued up about uh, current affairs. Mm-hmm. So the school uniform policy that has been trending for the last two days, and mm-hmm. I actually don't even know why it's, it's trending because in my mind it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So the, the skinny pants issue, which has disrupted lessons at Pretoria West um, High School. Mm-hmm. So one of the comments um, from, you know, your, the, the public out there, uh, one says, all in the name of looking good. How about they look good in their subjects and pass and wear skinny pants at university? Mm-hmm. The next one, was, I'm just looking for it. And I know you, you, you're laughing and I'm going to ask your opinion. Yeah. And then the next one is the MSC Banyaza Lusufi has more pressing issues to deal with, like getting the department in order. I can't believe that Pretoria West High pupils distracted classes just because they want to wear skinny pants. The next one. They are mad. They must concentrate on their studies. Mm-hmm. They have weekends and CVs day to wear that. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on that? Um, I absolutely agree with each one of those posts. I mean, I love skinny jeans as well. I'm wearing them today. Um, but as, as like my, my casual, um, casual clothes collection, um, in my experience, school uniform was never meant to be fashionable. Um, so <laughs> the fact that people are trying to make it fashionable now is a bit interesting. Um, yeah, I agree with each of those posts. I don't, I don't see why people are focusing more on what they have to wear, um, instead of putting the same effort into getting their marks up and, you know, shining in that aspect. I think you can, you can look good at home. And the one comment is right. I absolutely agree with, with that one that you can, um, look good, um, in university while wearing your skinny jeans there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's, it's trending. I don't know why we're still talking about it because I also think it's quite, um, ridiculous. And I mean, especially when you consider, I mean, you, you spoke about the fact that you writing prelims in, mm-hmm. in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You would think that would be priority. You mm, would think exactly. that disrupting classes, uh, with a week to go before prelims, you, exactly. you would think that the focus would be on that as a student because mm-hmm. classes have been disrupted. Apparently this thing is even going to end up in court. I mean, <laughs> how, how, how ridiculous yeah. can it be? Or do you think they're just using it as a distraction or maybe they're hoping that the prelims will be postponed? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a chance of that happening. <laughs> um, you know, I think like prelim preparation is very hectic. So I also don't understand how people are finding the time to like disrupt classes over wearing skinny jeans. But 
I just I I don't understand it. I don't understand what the motivation for it is. Um, maybe someone just needs to come out and like lay all the the facts for us. Um, but yeah, I I really do think people should be redirecting their energies and focusing on like acing those prelims in the finals. And being able to wear whatever you want in university after that. Absolutely. Yeah. So now tell me, who would you like to see as our next female president? Uh, this is not a surprise. Uh, Tuliva Donsela, advocate Tuliva Donsela. Okay. Um, even though she's, you know, <laughs> not campaigning. Um, but I think we would benefit so much with someone like her in power. I think, um, as I mentioned earlier in, in her post, um, as, as the public protector, she carried that out so well. And I think she'd do much better, um, being the president. I think that it's very clear that she's also, um, an advocate against corruption. Um, and I think that if we had someone like that in power, someone who's, um, as ethical as she is, we would see South Africa like redirecting, um, and being, you know, one of the strongest countries, I guess. Um, but yeah, she, I think she would be such, such an inspirational president. I agree. Yeah. I hope she's listening. And if she's not, she's going <laughs> to listen to the podcast and we're going to say to her, no pressure, but we need you to run for public office, hopefully exactly. one day soon. And I'm not the only one who wants, like I know with, with a lot of my friends as well, they want her to run for president. Absolutely. We, she's so amazing. Like I, I don't think we'd have anyone better at this point. I Absolutely. Think she's amazing. Yeah. I agree. Now tell me, okay. I know now you've got prelims to concentrate on and to focus on mm-hmm. but i do know that uh, by now uh, considering in a couple of days we're going to be celebrating spring day so there's only <laughs> three months uh, before the end of the year yeah. i know that you have submitted your applications uh, for university mm-hmm. next year what are you going to be studying and why um so i've applied for um ppe both Bachelor of Social Science and BCom. Um, and PPE is basically politics, philosophy and economics. Um, I, I chose that particular degree because I guess, um, it's, it's the one that tends to lead you into, um, positions in, in government. And that's the kind of space I want to be in. Um, I've also applied for law because, uh, I don't know. There's still a chance that I might want to be the public protector still, but I don't know. I'm still undecided. I'll, I'll just have to see, um, what happens and how it goes. But yeah, I think, I think governance and like politics is where I'll, I'll most likely end up. Okay. So we're going to be seeing you at one of the station of, uh, state of the nation addresses in, in, in hopefully. <laughs> at least just under 10 years, right? Uh, yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll, and, we'll see how. And, and hopefully you're not going to be causing a raucous, right? <laughs> don't worry. I won't, I won't put my hands on anyone else. I don't know how you could do that, but yeah, hopefully okay. everything goes well. And you're not going to give tenders to family, friends uh, and no. no corruption whatsoever. Okay. So, so you're going to be, you're going to be clean cut. Clean, but like the cleanest. <laughs> okay. Keep the message. I enjoyed having you as my guest. Thank you. Thank it wasn't you so bad, right? I, no. I don't bite. The studio is only intimidating, but it wasn't so bad, right? No, it wasn't bad at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it is at this point that I reveal she is my niece. Hard to believe she is only 17 years old. Yes, I'm the aunt. Proud aunt. I can safely say that the future of our country is in good hands. I hope South Africans are ready for such a vala vigor. And chutzpah. My humble opinion, stolen from a quote by Nikita Gill. Don't be beautiful is the title. They keep saying that beautiful is something a girl needs to be. 
But honestly, forget that. Don't be beautiful. Be angry. Be intelligent. Be witty. Be klutzy. Be interesting. Be funny. Be adventurous. Be crazy. Be talented. There are an eternity of other things to be other than beautiful. And what is beautiful anyway? But a set of letters strung together to make a word? Be your own definition of amazing. Always. That is so much more important than anything beautiful ever. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.